Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and gender identity meet with host Phil, a.k.a. Curran. Transition of Style is produced by Fashion Consort with music provided by Sarah FM and is sponsored by QueerCut, a radically inclusive shopping platform and queer community. Hello, hello. Welcome back to TOS Check-In. This is your host, Phil, a.k.a. Corinne, and I am here with a wonderful person, Daniel Fernandez. Daniel, what's going on? Hey, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Dropped uh, my hello a little early. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to talk to you. Uh, Daniel, can you tell everyone a little bit about you? Absolutely. And, and thank you all so much for, for having me this morning. So my name is Daniel or Danny. I am a hairdresser, hairstylist, and also a hair activist. So a little bit about what I do is I am trying to create accessible, affirming, affordable hair experiences for folks of all genders, all uh, expressions. And part of what I do is trying to create positive work cultures in the salon industry. So I'm super excited, super grateful to, to be here with you all. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, and can you talk a little bit about hair activism and what it is and what it means to you and, you know, go a little deeper into like what you do in terms of hair activism? Absolutely. I'm actually a former health sex educator after doing oh my goodness, eight plus years of health ed and nonprofit sector work, I always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to pursue hair, even when I was in undergrad. Part of my work with being in the nonprofit sector and in working with students and youth, I was able to you know, see firsthand the lack of resources that exist within marginalized communities, um, especially communities of color, um, indigenous communities, black and brown communities, one of them being hair, right? So one of my first uh, jobs when I was uh, in college was I was a head counselor for a college prep program where we brought in youth from different cities across the state of New Jersey to take college level courses on our campus and really have that whole college experience. I'll never forget one of my kids at night who's kind of like moping um, in the pods. And I had tried to bridge a conversation with him. And he basically disclosed that he financially couldn't afford a haircut. He also shared storytelling about his family and walk of life as, as an immigrant and how, you know, he always envisioned himself going to college, but money was always not accessible. So I had offered to him like, hey, I just brought a pair of clippers. Let me hook you up. So we went and I gave him his haircut in his in his own dorm. And probably for the last, I would say, yeah, eight years that I was doing work in the health ed field and in youth work, thinking about that one student of mine and the impact that just giving him a haircut had on him. And ever since then, the, the want and desire to do hair became more of a, of a need, a need to provide that experience, that resource and be able to make folks feel worthy of that. So I think when it comes down to any sort of activism, 
any sort of act where you're really impacting someone's whole spirit, body, and mind, I think of that one specific and significant story. So, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I was able to cultivate and create and and pursue this this vision and this dream of mine. I'm I'm really grateful that I can share it with you all today. Yeah, that's wonderful. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the student? What change did you see in this person like after the haircut? What what was it that you saw that made you think, you know what, I, I can bring this to others? Absolutely. I don't want to sh- share his name because he actually ended up coming to the college that I was at. So shout outs to Willie P. And uh, yeah, I that one uh, specific cohort of students, actually, several of them came to William Patterson. They enrolled. Several of them actually recently graduated over the co- course of those years. So he actually became very involved in student government on campus. And we also had a, at that time, it was known as a gay straight alliance uh, club that I was also uh, a part of. And he ended up joining that club and also coming out to me. So I felt as though our relationship really just kind of blossomed into this empowering experience that for me really made me want to pursue hair just to see experiences like him, stories like like him, you know, where folks are are able to to thrive from just a simple interaction, a simple like 10, 15 minute interaction with someone who just takes the time to talk to you about your hair. And then it slowly like transitions into, you know, really in-depth conversations, which I feel as though a lot of us have with our hairstylist. So I was, I was really blown away by, by his story, for sure. And I can sense from you that you have a vibe of being very welcoming and you obviously created a space for this person to feel comfortable, to feel seen, to feel affirmed in, in a beautiful way. Since hair is such a personal thing for many people that creating that space is so important. You know, if you're working with the right person, you know what that feels like. And, you know, when they see you, they can actually see you. I've definitely had folks on the podcast where we talked a lot about going to a hairstylist and the hairstylist propelling them forward because they saw them in a way that maybe the person having their haircut wasn't quite ready to see themselves. It is a beautiful thing to be able to create an environment for someone to to thrive in that way, like you mentioned, this whole idea of thriving. What are you doing while you're sort of locked down? Are you staying at home? Are you going out? What is your schedule like? Absolutely. So I am doing hair, except I don't have those heads on me right now. So I, I've been practicing nonstop. It's always so funny when I go to my car and grab uh, a couple mannequins. I've had to take a couple out from my my trunk because I always had this fear that every time I would pop my trunk, someone would just, I don't know, call the police or something because it just not <laughs> that I have all these heads in my truck. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I'm like this tatted Latino guy and there we have, you know, all those stereotypes we need to unpack. But anyways, I've been keeping really, really busy with just, you know, trying to hone in on the latest haircuts and braiding, also trying to put together a bunch of different trainings for hairstylists, barbers, and, and folks in the industry to 
be able to create those spaces for folks. That way, when, you know, the, the quarantine is not as uh, strict, we can just kind of go full force and reach out to salons and, and see who wants to get trained and, and have them understand the importance of being able to provide those spaces. So yeah, keeping my hands busy. I've been reading a lot. I've been, I've been cooking. I do love that you are thinking about trying to reach out to salons and stylists to see if you can get them trained in, you know, creating environments for folks in our community to make them feel more welcome. Because I can definitely tell you that sometimes being in a salon, sometimes being at a barbershop is not the most um, comfortable experience for people in our community. I've had many guests talk about this. I've had experiences myself. So I think what you're doing is incredible work. I'd love to see where you're going to take this and definitely want to hear more about it. But, you know, I'm going to ask you right now, what are you doing right now to stay connected? I mean, you are busy. It sounds like you're, you're keeping yourself busy, which is great. But what are you doing to stay connected and stay sane during this pandemic? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I think there's this pressure to remain productive, if not more. That for me, I think, was was the theme this past week, kind of being able to slow down and really just accept that it's okay to not do anything sometimes, right? And even in that, just simply being able to exist is more than enough and being able to prioritize, you know, sleep, eating well being mobile, right? In whatever way that that means for someone. For me, self-care, you know, looks like getting at least seven hours of sleep. I'm like trying. I'm such a <laughs> I'm such a night owl. I like stay up and then I regret it first thing in the morning. And then I'm a morning person too. So like I don't even I don't know. But yeah, I I've been trying to I don't want to say work out because I think when we think work out, we think like yeah, like hyper masculinity and weight <laughs> and all of that. But I'm just trying to move my body in ways that I can push it every day. So whether that means, you know, centering myself and doing meditation or uh, sitting on my bed and uh, manifesting things for myself, those are all important. I've been trying to to read, catch up on my Bob Ross series. Yeah, I had to <laughs> you need to tell us a little more about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do like to to paint. And I realize that when we're working these like 14, 15 hour schedules, especially in the beauty industry, it you lose sight of self-care oh. and you lose sight of the importance of it and how necessary it is. So I'm I'm tapping into things that just used to bring me joy and still do. So, so you've said some amazing things that I want to point out. You were talking about how there is a drive right now to be, you know, hyperproductive, to use this time for getting things done. And I, I kind of definitely see that that's a good thing, but I do think that, and I've had the same struggle with myself, that there is also this part of this being locked down that is inviting us to also just to slow down and to take a minute and to, like you said, maybe do some painting, maybe do some reading. You know, it, I think all of it can play a role. It doesn't always have to look like so much action. It can just look like 
you know, something that just brings you joy and it doesn't seem to you like it's super productive. It, productivity is great, but sometimes we get in trouble with it a little bit. If you're somebody also that is creative, if you have a creative endeavor you do, whether it's like writing or you paint or you, or you draw, whatever it is, I think there's a part of this sort of relaxing and this sort of taking the time to do the things that feed our soul that really drive those things and really energize those things. It, it really can get hard sometimes to remember that productivity, if we want to use that word, looks like rest. It looks like taking care of ourselves. It looks like just taking an afternoon to read a book or, you know, to like paint or to do something, just something that just allows us to just connect with our joy and connect with something that seems so less about work. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels that way. And I think it's important to say that because I have been hyperproductive myself, but I'm also realizing that sometimes that looks like just chilling out for a minute. And I think we need to give ourselves the the chance to do that. I want to ask you, what do you miss most about life before quarantining? I'm a people's person as much of an introvert as I am. I, you know, outside of work, I, I like my my me time and I'll have like friends contact me and be like, Hey, let's go out. And I'm like, yeah, about that. (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest, I feel as though now I'm grateful for connection, whether that's physical connection or just connecting with someone who you love via text or connecting with yourself outside if you're a big outdoors person. So just that connection of, you know, social Distancing is the opposite of what I do professionally. (laughs) So I also genuinely love being in those intimate spaces with my clients. And and I, and I do miss that. I do desire that. And also being connected with your chosen fam, having those, those weekend uh, outings or moments where you're just like sitting at the table with people that you love. I'm a big outdoors person. So having those restrictions is a bit challenging, especially when we're talking about mental health. So connection as a whole is something that I'm definitely being challenged with every day and trying to find pockets where I can fill that with different things. Different things that maybe uh, you didn't have to rely on before because we are connecting very differently these days. And the goal is to connect, period, whatever that looks like. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, So what about the three things that you are using to get through quarantine right now? What are your three things that you're relying on? Ooh, do you want my three things that I'm actually relying on or the three things that I should say on air? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just uh, this is not a family show. You can say whatever you like. <laughs> we'll you, see. I want the I want the truth. I want you to get down there and give me the truth. <laughs> no, see, because if you tell me like what I'm relying on, I'm thinking about that that overproductive kind of mindset that sure. we were just talking about, sure, right? Sure. So it's like I'm relying on my computer. I'm relying on my cell phone. I'm no, let's not go phone. there. Let's not go there. Let's uh, go the three things that like right. really speak to you that are really like they're keeping you alive right now too. let's use those absolutely so definitely the, the first thing that comes uh straight to my mind is music i play guitar so being able to just tune my guitar and touch my guitar and share space with my guitar that's been getting me getting me through the days absolutely so music in all its realms 
Definitely chapstick. And and here's why. <laughs> Allergy season, it's it's real. So it, you know, whether it's you know in my pocket, in my back, I have chapstick, I think, in like every single pocket of clothing. And then I regret it when I wash my clothes because you already know what that looks like. So <laughs> We have music, <laughs> we have music, we have chapstick. And I do have to say, connecting with my friends, I've been doing uh, short video chats with, with friends that I've lost connection with over the years. I've reconnected with friends from high school, which is awesome. So just being able to see, you know, my friends and, and also connect with family members. I, I have family outside of the country in, in Paraguay. So I'm so grateful for the technology that we have now and in being able to utilize that just to just to connect. So those three things absolutely are helping me get through each and every day. No two people that I've spoken to have the, the same three things. We are all using whatever speaks to us and whatever, you know, brings us you know, closer to people or, you know, keeps our lips from being chapped. I get it. <laughs> I so get it because I have the same thing going on here. It's just like allergies it. are, you it's happening. It. Oh yeah, it's still happening. The allergies and the chap lips do not care about a global mm. pandemic mm. at all. No. <laughs> um, Daniel, it has been incredible speaking with you. I am so excited to hear about what you're doing with hair activism. I do want you to come onto the podcast when we're back up and running to really talk about that more at length because that plays very much into what we discuss in terms of identity and style. Hair is a big part of that. I would love to hear more about what you're doing to follow you and to get more more in depth with you on that. I really appreciate you being on today. I want you to please stay safe and healthy and all the best to your family. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for of this course. platform. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Transition of Style. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our show page at transitionofstyle.com for more information and follow us to share in the conversation on Instagram at transitionofstyle. 